0: podcast, brought to you by the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Derek.
1: I'm Gerardy.
0: And our guest today is Ola Magic Dimney. Hello. Hey. Well, Ola's been on the show a couple of times before. Today we're just going to talk to her and ask her all about her show on Radio Nalifa. Shen Lista and Saar.
2: Yeah, Seine Lista and Saar. Bin if I ask le hair squid, agus <laughs> cool as if kiss the ray le yuruma Rivershin, shin on show a Radio Nalipha keid isa fm.
0: Thank you so much for coming today, Hola. No problem. So, your show, tell us all about it.
2: Yeah, well, my show is Shy List on Tahril every Saturday from four to five. And yeah, it's just a basically a show, music show of different kind of songs, different genres and everything. I just love like mixing a bit of like urban music with like country, classical, just anything because I just want everyone to enjoy it, you know. I don't want to go for a particular demographic, like it's just for everyone.
0: Exactly, so when people are doing their thing on Saturday it's great to listen to a phenomenal miscellany of music and get a little bit of Irish in the middle of it too.
2: Yeah, yeah the Irish songs are definitely important for me to put in because like, you know, it is an Irish language radio station so I have to I feel like I need, well not have to, but I feel like I need to put that in and I'm happy to do that anyway, so.
0: Great stuff and one of the things that people have been talking about recently, there's been a lot of talk in in radio stations about gender balance and other diversity issues on radio stations and when while people have been wringing their hands and moaning about how bad it is in general, the Irish language stations have been absolutely leading the field.
2: Yeah, I, I read an article about like Radio to always having the fifty fifty balance with the gender. And that's amazing. Like I feel like a lot of people don't know that as well. I feel like people kind of look down on Irish language yeah. radio stations and think they're backward or something. And that's so and it's not an
1: issue in Radio Luigueltoch. So, like they don't they don't promote. It's not something they're like. Oh, we've got a fifty fifty. It's just yeah. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. it's
2: great. Like.
0: It's fantastic. And even, like, I suppose Radio and Liffa, I mean, a lot of people would have a, have a conception that Irish an Irish language radio station is going to be maybe um, an hour of baron playing, followed by maybe <laughs> yeah. the, uh, a prayer or something, and it's absolutely not. No, that's
2: is, not true at all. Like, Radio and Liffa is so hip, you know, like, you just, you get, it's it's alternative, like, you get an alternative mix of music, and it's just great, like, the songs you hear on Radio Liffa, you won't hear it's so all, like, spin. So, you know, it's it's great. It's unique. Like.
0: Take that spin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love you spin, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you were on Writing a recently, and the, um, the topic, of, it was very recently after Ibrahim Halawa's The Judgment was made, and there's a lot of discussions about who gets to be Irish and who doesn't, and you spoke very beautifully, very eloquently about this topic. Well, it's you. something that's very close to your heart.
2: Yeah, it is, because, you know, we were discussing that, where are you really from question, and... You know, that question is just, I just find that rude and it is racist as well. And I don't think, you know, the people that ask this question realise that. Because basically what you're doing with that question is discriminating. You're just looking at someone, looking at the colour of their skin and thinking, ah, you're not Irish. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And the thing is also, I don't think people realise that People of colour have been in Ireland for so long. Like Rachel Baptiste, she was in Ireland. She was a black woman who lived in Ireland in the 1750s and she was a singer. She was like the Beyonce of that time. And she oh. used to go around like what? singing in different venues. In the 1750s? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes.
0: We'd love to have heard that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. There's a podcast on it actually about um, Ireland's immigration history. I forgot who it's by, but like it's really good.
0: It's we'll, we'll get that into the end credits, I'm sure. Yeah. It's something that I was thinking about a lot recently. Ever since Brexit in the United Kingdom, there's been a huge demand for Irish passports from people who maybe have a parent or a grandparent who is from Ireland. And it's almost like a customer service issue for them. They just want something that's going to be a convenience for them. Whereas other people who are actually born here are having enormous trouble getting that, that same level mm. of recognition and attention.
2: Yeah, I think um Irish passport is pretty hard for immigrants to get. To be honest, I got my I was born here, but I got my Irish passport about like three years ago, and you know I was just I just find that a bit ridiculous because like I was growing up in the country, this country, you know, my whole life, I integrate so well into the country, and you I just point out
0: that you're a fluent Irish speaker.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm fluent in Irish as well. So I just thought that was so long. To get, like, yeah that's
1: a, totally because you see I know it's probably not the best example but you see on the Rose of Tralee every year there's always like the Washington rose or the Texas rose is like oh yeah I just got my Irish passport and has never set foot in Ireland before because their great great grandfather was their postman was uh was Irish uh so they decided they were getting an Irish passport but like you you're a fluent Irish speaker do you think that maybe you know you spent so long trying to get your passport do you know maybe there was some sort of like with, the, with various, like uh, overcompensation on, like say, perhaps you're, you're trying to prove your Irishness, almost to feel, or was it that you just wanted to learn Irish, or had you considered anything on those lines?
2: Uh, well, the reason I learned Irish in the first place is just because my parents put me in a girl's school. I like, you know, that's just how it from there <laughs> like yeah I went to a girls school have from, much of a say in it. for a secondary as well and yeah no I was happy to though yeah, like I yeah. loved that I did my education through Maliguelga like I can't really imagine my life Without Irish, it just seems weird. Like, it's just second nature to me, literally. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. But I just think it's
1: so weird that you would even have to justify your Irishness by saying, well, I'm also an Irish speaker. Like, I don't think... I mean, it's fantastic that you are, but I don't know why. Yeah, people Mm -hmm.
2: still find it really weird that, um, like, a person of colour would speak Irish. Like, it's it's still a new thing. And, um... Yeah, but like even for my primary school, for the Glasgow, school, it was pretty um, multicultural at that time. That was like the year two thousands, and yeah, it was really multicultural there. And still, even now, there's still some kind of issue.
0: And they just knew that this was the, the main thing. Was it was a good, the good school? is a good school, and it was a nice. Yeah, place to go literally. And, and yeah. sometimes it was just the local school for some people.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, for some people, but actually that. Um, Guelph school like there's people from different backgrounds and that goes back to the thing of oh Gwell school being elitist it's not like mm. like Guelph schools are public schools I don't understand how that is considered elitist like I just don't get that at all like it's open to everyone f- from all backgrounds so.
0: And I would say in that instance I've heard the I didn't go to a Guelph school myself and I would like to say the burden of proof is if someone actually thinks Gale schools are elitist the burden of proof is on them because I mean, they need to back that up with something other than just saying it, that they have an opinion of the Irish language and they need to find ways to justify it because often I find the Irish language debate goes, people saying, oh, no one speaks it anymore. And then someone says, well, actually, lots of people are showing an interest in learning more. Mm. They go, oh, no, no. They just want elitist schools. They want basically a private education without paying the downtown prices of a private (laughs) school. And then I say, well, no, that's not the case.
2: Yeah, it's not the case at all. Like... There's girls' school in middle-class areas and working-class areas as well, and you know it's just it's there. I think it's such a great thing that it's there. If mm-hmm. you want to learn, you know, treat man like girl.
1: I think that's such a fantastic example of how girls' school. Your, your example, there were so many different people from different cultures, different backgrounds that made up your girls' school, and how it's so. Not what the general assumption, the negative assumption about girls' school, and there would be that it's just elitist for like the very Irish, very wealthy people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a nice way that you know, you, you, even you know, in the early two thousands, in many years ago, you, you were in a, a girls' school that that was so multicultural, and so it wasn't a non-issue probably that there was that many kids from different backgrounds there.
2: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't an issue at all because we used to like uh, celebrate different cultures every year as well there. And it, yeah, it was a great, it's a great blend. Like it's just a melting pot basically. And that, Ireland is a melting pot now. Yeah. Like, and I think people need to learn about that, know that and accept it. Because it was so weird actually. A few weeks ago I was in a pharmacy and the woman behind the counter asked me, oh, uh, where are you from? And I told her Dublin, and she looked at me so strangely. And I was, mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, where, you, where in Dublin are you from?" And I was like, "Doneley," and she was like, "Oh yeah, I thought I heard an Irish accent. Then why did you seem so surprised? Then like, I don't get that. Uh,
0: it's <laughs> <That's>
2: so weird. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, I've. <laughs> it's hard to know where to start. Sometimes I mean, I've probably. <laughs>
1: That's the, that's the kind of conversation mm. that takes place outside of Ireland. That there's a, an Irish pharmacist in a different country, finding an Irish accent and being like, "Oh, you're Irish, not not in Ireland. That's so weird. It's yeah, so It's oh like
2: God. it's like some people are just not aware of like the multicultural yeah. aspect of Ireland. Mm. Like I
0: don't know. So, when you were going to Gaelic school in primary school, and you came on home with homework, um, say out, and maybe did your parents ever learn a word or two of Irish, or how did that go?
2: Yeah, I guess they know, like, goes like, di and stuff like that. It's <laughs> pretty basic, but that's about it, really, to be honest. I kind of just helped myself at home.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it I did g- you no harm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that. maybe that was a bit of the downside of it. But we did have a family friend that was fluent in Irish, so she would help me sometimes as well, so... Excellent. Yeah, that was good. That's great.
0: And... In terms of say people's perceptions, people in Ireland's perceptions of Nigeria and the Nigerian community, if there's maybe one or two misperceptions, you'd just love to shake them and say that no, this is what this is what it's really like. These are misunderstandings. What would those be? Uh, well, I <laughs> think... if you only had to pick two <laughs> or three,
2: uh, I think the biggest stereotype about Nigerians are is that they're all scammers. Um, that's not true. <laughs> I'm not a scammer. Neither are my family. Um, yeah, like you know the whole. Thing about like 419 and, you know, Nigerian princes sending emails <laughs> and things. Yeah, like.
0: We recently saw actually um, the uh, the version of the Nigerian prince email translated into Irish, except it was Ivorian. They changed it and I thought that's it's just interesting they picked the Ivory Coast because it's the, the flag backwards.
1: Yeah, maybe they <laughs> think yeah, we think have I some sort that. of sympathy. <laughs> that Nigerian prince has put a really bad reputation, that one guy, that Back in Prince, yeah. bringing a really bad reputation on Nigerians. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that before.
0: And there's and, and a lot of them don't actually don't necessarily. They can come from different countries, but it's for some reason Nigerian has been singled out for that particular scam.
2: Yeah, and yeah, it's always been like that. Like I remember actually, my mom told me that um at work, uh, someone told her that um that he'd kill her right now just because she's a Nigerian because he got scammed. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, you see, we don't swear much this, uh, on this podcast, but um, <laughs> you can assume that our producer Brian has cut out a very large swear microphone from me. <laughs> That's yeah. shocking. The actual, That's crazy in c- centuries ago, the Nigerian prince email was, like, used to be called the Spanish prisoner scam.
2: Really? Yeah,
0: so oh. it before it was Nigeria Spain.
2: Oh, <laughs> you see, everyone does it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's actually yeah. a film called The Spanish Prisoner based on it.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Oh.
0: And apart from that, was there another misunderstanding that you'd love to clear up?
2: Um, I think a lot of stereotype as well is that I don't know if this is only for Nigerians or just black people in general, but like there's a stereotype that Nigerians are loud and brash and all this, and like that isn't. You can't just associate that with a whole group of people. Like that isn't mm-hmm. true. Like. I find myself pretty quiet and shy, <laughs> and
0: and the funny thing is, Irish people are so sensitive about stereotypes about Ireland, yeah. about you know, mm-hmm. about things about drinking, about fighting, about those sorts of things, and and can be so and especially being mistaken for English abroad, but like me, uh, can be so blase about every East European person is Polish, every African person, yeah, yeah, I'm Nigeria somewhere, and that's and it, it, it really frustrates me because I, I would ask just that people here would just offer the same courtesies that they expect themselves
2: yeah definitely yeah I was actually watching a film um, oh what's it called um, Cardboard Gangsters mm-hmm. and like in the movie there's a black guy and they say to him "Are oh, you fucking Nigerian <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they don't even know where he's from like he's fr- probably not even Nigerian like this is the f- is this like, like the
0: film it. with uh, the actor John Connors who's in Love Hate
2: yeah 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 mm-hmm. that he's one oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I haven't seen that. Uh, would you recommend it? Probably not yes. after that. <laughs>
2: well, apart from that, yeah. Yeah, it's a really good film. Yeah.
0: We mentioned before we started recording that um, one of the most popular drinks in Nigeria is Guinness and the patron saint is St. Patrick. And yeah. there's a little bit of green in the flag too. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other Irish connections to Nigeria you'd like to talk about?
2: yeah actually, um I know many years ago like there's loads of Irish priests in Nigeria, and like my parents said, like they'd have Irish priests and teachers as well, and like you'd see people with Irish surnames as well, like O'Reilly McCarthy things, and um yeah, there just seems to be a great connection between Ireland and Nigeria, and also, like you were saying about the Guinness, um yeah, Nigeria's turned out to be the second largest market for Guinness, so <laughs> sorry, Ireland. <laughs>
0: So, and one, another issue maybe the two countries share is uh, politicised language issues. Yeah. Do you want to tell us more about maybe the language debates in Nigeria?
2: Yeah, the official language is English, um, and but there's three official indigenous languages, Igbo, Yoruba and Housa. and There's loads of other languages as well, but those are the three official indigenous languages. And I think a lot of people don't know that, like, you know, Nigeria was colonized by the British as well, and I feel like sometimes people just assume, "Oh, you're African, you don't understand English." And mm. it's like we were colonized too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think maybe it's if strange. more Irish
1: people knew that, they might be slightly more sympathetic. to yeah. so that like we can share that. like yeah, <laughs> We literally. feel your pain, you know. Yeah, um, probably not to the to the, the degree I'd imagine. It's probably a lot. It generally, always is a lot worse in Africa. The the colonization that went on there, but yeah, the yeah, scramble can, for Africa. Yeah. yeah, man, it was disaster but uh yeah i feel like there's there's we're kindred spirits i feel yeah, yeah. even
0: when chinua Achebe was writing his um his famous novel he, he took a line from yeats to name it things fall apart yeah oh,
2: that's yeah yeah i love yeah that book is a really good book it's so violent though
0: mm. yeah so you want to tell us some some of your favorite yoruba words or is, that, is, that, is that the language i should call yoruba as well as the group
2: yeah yoruba that's the tribe i yoruba. come from yeah okay,
0: okay. Would you be kind enough to share some <laughs> fun Yoruba words that we can all take home today?
2: Well, I think this is a really funky word, baoli. That mean, basically means what's up, how are you? Bauli. Ba-oli. baoli. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few um, Nigerian, uh, well, Yoruba cur- curse words as well. Yes, <laughs> that's what <laughs> we really want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to but the good stuff.
2: They're more like, they're not like um, f- you or things like that, they're more like actually putting curse on your head <gasps>
0: yeah. oh
1: Excellent. yeah that. that's yeah. kind of similar to Irish though right because those yeah, are the best the way, ones actually. in Irish right they're mm-hmm. the, the putting curses on people yeah. absolutely yeah we, they're, they're so badass
0: completely and and also so deeply felt <laughs> yeah yeah
1: they're really <laughs> personal like yeah, yeah come on put curses on us give us <laughs> those
0: <laughs> put put curses on our, some of some of our uh, so, so, some of the people we are acquainted with on Twitter <laughs>
2: Uh, well, yeah, well, there's a few. Well, Bastard is O'Malley. O'Malley. Uh, yeah. And um Kudda, that basically means your head is not good. <laughs>
0: Ooh, <laughs> that's classic.
2: That's deep. Man, your head is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you have any favourite and least favourite Irish words?
2: Uh, this is a bit controversial, but like the word, like the phrase, like Dileg Gorm. Yeah. I just, I always used to think that, I still think that's a bit weird because... Okay. I'm not blue. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, um, I get though because you know, far dove means the devil, so you can't really say dilla dove. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I looked at the translation in a dictionary and Dillagrim means negro and like no one uses that anymore. Anyway, so. yeah. I suppose
0: that that's it's an old dictionary, I think. And I'm not saying it was it was acceptable back then, but I think it was it, a modern dictionary would absolutely not use that. I think the logic is just the colors in Irish, just bananas, like a, a green, a gray squirrel is era gloss, which which sounds like a green squirrel because gloss actually means a spectrum of colors between green and gray. And similarly, sometimes if someone had really like really dark black, uh, black hair, they, um, like say Gurmala, the girl's name means, uh, really, really dark haired princess. And her hair is so jet black There's a slight tinge of blue to it.
1: Oh. I don't know if anyone's mm. skin is so dark that it's almost blue. <laughs> I think
0: I think it's largely, yeah, to um, I think it was largely to differentiate from Far dove being yeah. um, being the, the being the devil back then. So you're not too keen on that?
2: Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I think it should be changed. It's good to know us. because yeah. yeah
0: I, I think it's good to actually know yeah, you know, what people actually feel
1: Yeah, because the majority of people I think, I know myself, I just accepted it as fact. But like, I never really thought about the origins of it, like, you know, Mm. because you wouldn't. But it's like any kind of words to describe colour, they probably need to be updated. Like, you know, Mm. the words that we used... 50 years ago to describe people's skin color are not acceptable now. Yeah. And yeah. I know people still use them but that doesn't mm-hmm. make them okay. Yeah. But um so maybe there is something to be said for updating the Irish. Yeah.
2: Even like yeah. the term for a person of color like Navgal or Dacha. Oh, Navgal? I don't like that.
0: Okay, well I do know that the um the the people who work in the terminology databases and the and the Irish Dictionary are very responsive to, I guess, new ideas and actual direct input from Irish speakers. So hopefully that's something that we can actually get a wonderful new terms for. Yeah. Because, yeah, people thought people actually would love words that people would use happily to describe themselves to the words that should be in the dictionary.
1: Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Any favourite words?
2: then? Oh, I love. There's loads of favourite words. Um, yeah, like even what we were talking about earlier on, like puka. Like, I like that word, like just mm-hmm. puka, like spooky not really spooky but like it's cute <laughs> like you know. it is i think so because
0: yeah like because i were thinking that mm. someone referred to their online friends as uh, poo a poo the idea that the little ghosts oh, are inside your phone cute. then your phone's inside your pocket uh poo a being your online Poo-fea friend.
1: reminds me of the little you know the snapchat little ghost guy the cute exactly. one the, the little one with the smiley face yeah i like that <laughs> <laughs> i think that might
0: have been the logic behind it but it's just it's yeah wonderful i love that one before we wrap up do you want to tell us the the I Am Irish Project, do you want to tell us more about that? Oh
2: yeah, yeah, Lorraine Mayer, um created the I Am Irish Project and it's actually an exhibition now in Axis Balymon Theatre, and it's, it's a great exhibition so everyone should go out to see it and there's going to be a panel talk as well on the 25th of October, I think it starts at 6 or so, it's on Facebook anyway so if you want to go just search it.
0: Excellent, yeah. and what kind of stuff will that be covering?
2: Uh, about identity, uh, the ex- exhibition actually explores uh, mixed race Irish people. So it's, it's a really great exhibition because it's given light to people of colour in Ireland that, you know, they exist and should be given recognition and that we are Irish. so Fantastic. Yeah, that's great.
0: Oh, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much. Carmela.
0: So it's a slant from me.
2: Slant from me. Slant, Kapel.
0: Hey, Dark again. I want to thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If, like me, you're always on the lookout for a new podcast, there's lots to find on the Headstuff Podcast Network. For example, one of the ones we mentioned on today's show is Irish Immigration History, which deals with stories such as Rachel Baptiste. I want to thank Brian for producing today. I want to thank Kirsten Shield for doing the wonderful artwork. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please do like, subscribe, and tell your friends all about the show. And so we can find new, new listeners and keep bringing the show to you. Thank you. See you next time. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. No, that' should not be necessary.